Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. What are your future plans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So my future plans are, I'm still hoping to go back to research. Mm. So I've been talking to some people in different research institutions just mm. to see if I can, you know, get in. Mm. And, yeah, I also plan on hopefully soon, God willing, mm. to go back and do my PhD. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are you planning to do with the podcast? Um, for now, I'm still just trying to grow the audience. Because mm. <laughs> I feel like you need a, a bigger audience for mm. you to actually be able to effect any, any real change. Because mm. if you're just having your five listeners, then there's not much you can really do. Mm. So I'm still growing the audience and mm. eventually I'm hoping to turn it into a foundation where we actually make, you know, change. We can be able to bring in real money from different, you know, players and actually invest in, you know, sustainable change and mm. cause really change things in the food production and, you know, farming and agriculture space. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I know in this um, conversation we've talked about the highs and lows while still mm-hmm. having a conversation. So maybe the question will be, is there any low that you haven't talked about and you'd like to talk about that you faced throughout mm. the journey? Yeah, I think my low is um, just how difficult it is to make it as a scientist in Kenya, mm-hmm. like there isn't room, the, the room for science and scientists and research even mm. is so small because I feel like there isn't any real, for first of all, government backing of mm. science, mm-hmm. like even the money that is, if you are to look at the budget, for example, the money that is allocated to different things, you can see it's a substantial amount. But when it comes to science and research, there isn't really enough money you know because research is also so capital intensive yeah so they're not really putting any real resources that can actually drive research and i feel like that's that's so short-sighted because research it offers a chance for us to find real solutions for ourselves for Mm. our problems you Mm. know just the other day i was seeing that scientists have found like a made progress in the cancer drug and I was like, can you imagine if there were more opportunities, we would be so far ahead as a country in those kinds of things, mm. even as far as agriculture, climate change, just all aspects of life. If mm. we really put emphasis on research, we'd be able to find actual solutions to things. Mm. 
Yeah, so it's difficult for, for scientists to make it in Kenya. And even when you make it, mm. not that appreciated. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the, even the money. Mm-hmm. Like, if you hear what researchers are making, you're like, what? <laughs> after all of that. <laughs> yeah, after how many years? How many years of mm. getting a PhD and actually getting a job? and Yeah, and that's why we have so much brain drain. Like, if you mm. look at the people who are doing amazing things in research and science they're being appreciated in other countries so why yes. not you just go there where you'll be appreciated and uh, for some of us who are really keen to make a change here at home uh, it's so discouraging it's yeah. just very discouraging yeah yeah brain drain yeah. to those who don't know is uh, you know a lot of people who are talented in or a lot of researchers or scientists who when they get an opportunity in another country, for example, if they do a master's or a PhD in another country, they, they will stay, stay there and get jobs there and do not mm-hmm. come back to Kenya because any, where, where are the opportunities for them to utilize what they've studied? Nowhere. Yeah, you know, nowhere. Very few, or few. <laughs> you have so outdated labs. And I was talking, I was talking to another friend of mine who mm. is also a scientist who does, um, let me just plug him, the African scientist. Mm-hmm. Brian. You know, talking is it about Brian? Yeah, Brian. Have you had Brian on? Brian is that's a friend. What, no, that's what I was actually listening to when, before oh, this podcast. Okay. I was trying to listen to that and I saw you, you guys were talking about the African Genome Project. Yeah, the African Biogenome Project. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about just how even the, even the facilities that we do have for research here, they're so outdated. And for me, for example, I've had the chance to do science in one of the most sophisticated countries because, I mean, China, they're Mm. just so advanced in research. And then you come to a Kenyan lab and, my God, you could cry because (laughs) (laughs) even the machines are dated. It's just, I don't know. It's a very unfortunate situation. Are there even machines? For the one machine that you find, you find. <laughs> yeah, it's decades old. Like, why are you even getting the protocols to use these machines? Because <laughs> actually, since you're already uh. talking about this, uh, just before mm. this podcast, I was scrolling. Oh my god, what has happened? Oh, thank god. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought my oh, the podcast was going off. I was just scrolling on Facebook. I've just come back to Facebook. Uh, I don't know, some mm-hmm. a, a week ago. When you're talking about, um, you know, being off a job and uh, mm-hmm. now co- concentrating on your podcast, that's what I'm actually doing right now. I I just finished my contract uh, a few, wh- a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, or more. So uh, I am mm-hmm. now in that space of, do I look up for a job? Which kind of job? Mm-hmm. And do I concentrate on the podcast? What am I getting from the podcast? Because of course it's not giving mm-hmm. me money. So yeah, uh, you really have to think about the money as well. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was uh, doing that, I thought, let me go back to you know marketing my podcast, and mm-hmm. so I came back to Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook I think, for two years or so. So mm-hmm. um, I saw te- I was in Technical University of Kenya, and I saw mm-hmm. this post. This mm-hmm. yes, it's it's from Tuesday. Safaricom Foundation, through Pomoja Project, today officially handed over a refurbished N313 mm-hmm. laboratory to the university. Uh, 
the refurbished mm-hmm. lab under the Department of Biochemistry and Biotechnology will help in enhancing the university's practical and research capacities. About one million mm-hmm. was spent. Then there are pictures, mm-hmm. there are pictures of the Safaricom thing. Renovation lab was funded by Safaricom Foundation. And I can see mm-hmm. one of my pre- previous uh, directors from the school and previous mm-hmm. lecturers. They are clapping hands. And mm-hmm. the picture of that lab. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what have they done? What is this? Where are the machines? Where is the machine? I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for something. But I can see the same things that I used to use. The same things. Mm-hmm. The same. I don't know what this is though. Um, I think probably <laughs> they they probably they installed the buns and banner, of which I can't see it. I don't know what exactly they did. I can see just a I think it's a projector. I don't know. I do not know what they've <laughs> added here. Um, I don't know if it's the seats because I can see the seats are now raised. They're not the, the mm-hmm. smaller seats that were used to be in that lab. I don't. I mm-hmm. do not know what they've done in this lab, but it looks brighter. Maybe it's the light they added. I'm not criticizing. I'm not. Been, <laughs> and that thing that looks like a project. I don't know what it is though. So <laughs> I, I'm not criticizing. I'm not like and uh, appreciating what they've done. I'm I'm imagining maybe mm-hmm. it's just the refurbishment of how it looks in general. But I saw comments. I just read comments. I don't know why I'm plugging this thing here. It's so mannerless though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was reading comments and I was just trying to see who's from to who's feeling this. Who's you know? Mm-hmm. So I can see someone saying uh, nothing new here. Then another person <laughs> say, I hope mm-hmm. they were able to buy new equipment and new reagents. Yeah. Being a biotech alumni from these reagents used had expired three years earlier. Then another person <laughs> says, let them buy reagents now. Like, these are people who understand. They have been in that lab. They have used that lab. That's yeah. where I was. And they understand mm-hmm. what, you know, what refurbishment should mean. Adding mm-hmm. equipment and adding... Uh, your funding getting the reagents because you can have a function in lab without re- you can even have machines but without reagents you can't do anything really but you know what i mm. think um with reagents mm. funding of a project at a university level mm. i think you can be able to easily get the reagents what what safaricom because safaricom is such a huge organization and yes. i mean they make super profits yeah why not buy Mm. some of the equipment because the equipment is where the money the real money, money is, is you know huge millions of money yes yeah. it's mil- in fact when i had that they only spent a million i'm like what what they what? Do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean one million is not enough to buy one million one million honest. takes care of the people who worked on that project is it, and you know <laughs> Is it the ca- is it that ca- PCR thermocycler thing? Yeah, you or... cannot buy. <laughs> Let's search. PCR. Truly, what costs a million yeah, in PCR a laboratory? Machine costs. <laughs> you used to have one PCR, which the only mm-hmm. person who used to use it is the lab technician. He could not touch that PCR machine. Mm-hmm. Let me see the price. Since we are already discussing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't see. I don't know. Anyway, I should plug this. I should, since we're talking about it, I, should, I, wish, I wish I could get it right now. But I can't get. Oh. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so 
yeah that's what i wanted to add like this this isn't much when it comes to contributing to what we have in terms of especially the facilities that are mm-hmm. there like <laughs> even if you want to work for free and do your your research like if you want to do your project as a undergraduate or a master student there isn't much you can do mm-hmm. with those labs that are there you, know? you can't you can't and for me i think that's why i was so keen mm. on just leaving the country to be honest mm. i can't imagine myself and then you know i was working at jquat and i used to see even the quality of research that was being done and i was like there's no way i'm going to be attaching my name to this kind of work <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it would take years and years and years <laughs> No, Let's just no. laugh about it and not say anything no. about that. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. It's uh, just horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, is there another law that you've faced? Mm, no, not really. I think that's my main law. Just mm. how few the opportunities are and just... No, it seems just like a, I don't know, and the underappreciation, mm. the low opportunities, the lack mm. of support and resources. Yeah, mm. these are my lows. What about the, was there any challenge that you faced when you were doing your masters? Now in a developed um, country. Other than the, other than the language barrier. Mm, the culture. <laughs> and the culture. Mm. Um... No, not really. The only challenge that I'd say was I would have liked to have a choice mm. in the kind of research that I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I do feel that I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. I got to learn so much more mm. than I would have probably learned in my own field. Because I've come to realize that with with agriculture research, it's mm. very limited mm-hmm. by the guys are so against. GMOs and everything mm-hmm. and there's just so much misinformation out there mm. that even if you there won't be as much for you to do research when it comes to plants to like food crops mm-hmm. as opposed to now other plants mm. so I think that was my blessing in disguise I was able to actually learn different techniques mm. so many so much that I wouldn't have Mm. if I had just stuck to the plant because I feel like if I'd done just agricultural research I would mm. probably have stuck to traditional breeding mm. because that's all that's allowed by the world but the, let's be honest mm. the whole world's against GMOs and ask that ask that someone who's so against GMOs mm. what a GMO is they, they don't, don't know. know they don't know they <laughs> just know they're bad beat, man. but why they can't tell you why yeah I think it's it's about making informed decision. Like, if you're against something, do you know why you're mm-hmm. against it? Do you have information of how actually it's made? What is actually mm-hmm. a GMO? What what's what's the process like? Like, what do people actually do when they're developing a GMO? You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think I've just thought like if we were to do um, lab visits of someone taking through someone, what. Mm-hmm. Especially in in an African country, like someone who's doing that here, um, mm-hmm. someone just you know doing a video or something of, of describing what actually happens for you to get a GMO product. 
Yeah. Like what, like in the lab, what are they doing? Are they adding chemicals? Are people thinking? Are people thinking? Are they yeah, adding chemicals? Yeah, people are thinking that we are injecting maize with <laughs> with chemicals. Some sort of chemical you know? with a very hard yeah. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like um so, somehow we failed in communicating exactly ha- what happens to this yeah. tomato, for example. For example, mm-hmm. like what happens to that BT um, maize, that, maize. maize that yeah that that mm-hmm. what what has happened to it? What what process? The, uh, like a pictorial visual thing that this right. is what has happened. What the process that it took for someone to do this and you know move to this and finally have a product on the ground that is yeah. so different from the the initial and see that you know. You know, mm-hmm. see the difference between having a you know a var- normal variety to an improved variety using this nice technology, like just because mm. you know um, I think it was overtaken by the people who were against it and they were not giving yeah. the right information of what really goes on. So yeah, mm. but but uh, I wonder. Mm. Uh, you know what I always wonder? I always mm. wonder. Mm. You see, um, like pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, there's so much that. That, that is done by pharmaceutical companies that mm-hmm. if the layman knew about they would you wouldn't take minds, the drug to be honest yeah, yeah they would never take the drug mm-hmm. but i think like the necessity for the drug because you know you take a drug because you're ill yeah yeah <laughs> but with food it's like yeah we're still having this food it could be better but you know we still have this one <laughs> and you don't so see the struggle with, of the person who crops there's just no room yeah, and you don't see the person who is struggling to get that food because the yield is not good, the nutrition basis is not mm-hmm. good. Or, you don't see the... Yeah. Str- we don't see the problem, really. I think it's a problem that we really don't see. We really don't see the problem. We don't see how in it, it's projected that by in the next couple of years, yeah. the, the world population will be way more than this. And uh. we're already not sustaining ourselves. So what about them? How yeah. are we then going to sustain ourselves at that time, you know? There's such a need, but people don't really understand it. But I also agree with your point uh-huh. on communication. Um, uh-huh. I think the thing about us academia people is that we, like, we get sort of our ego stroked by knowing such difficult things. Uh-huh. So <laughs> if the layman are able to understand the difficult things that you know, then how, how then do we stand out of that? Mm. like i read somewhere that wow. actually it's a friend of mine who was telling me that mm. we we um like when you're writing a scientific paper mm. you can you can write your site you know how you said that i am good at communicating mm. science mm. you can easily communicate the science in a research paper in a way that other people will understand mm. but no you have to make it as complicated as possible the, for you po- to be you a know, real the scientist language whether that's exactly. what i actually said in one the, the 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 thing that i warned previously about communicating science i said like mm-hmm. We, uh, before, before the the context, okay, there's this context that I was part of that you communicate your science in three minutes in early audience and they understand mm-hmm. what you say. And I had one of the hardest projects to explain to a layman. Uh, it was very mm-hmm. technical. It's a very upstream uh, discovery work mm-hmm. of vaccine, vaccine. So, mm-hmm. um, while w- w- explaining the project, 
in semi- normal seminars uh, and this a fellow mm-hmm. scientist it was very hard to even explain what what exactly i'm doing because i was using the most complicated words you know just to sound yeah. like a real scientist smart, smart mm. you know what you're saying <laughs> then when i used simpler words you know mm-hmm. it, it, you know it doesn't really make you less of a scientist <laughs> it makes it you actually doesn't. a great scientist because it actually communicate what you're doing because if you can't communicate what you're doing what, are, what the fuck are you doing Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your friend you're seeing. Yeah, so that that's what I was saying. Mm. That uh, as a scientist, we're so it's important for us to seem very scientisty, and therefore mm. that really impedes how we communicate science yeah, with other yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Um. Mm. All right, so I would like to ask you more questions about the podcast, but um, I would like to mm-hmm. know about the highs first of like the things that because we've, we've mentioned them in passing, but what, what mm-hmm. are the highs that you've not mentioned, or the highs that you'd like to you know put a spotlight on in your journey? For the podcast, mm-hmm. um, no, no, I think I'll... generally, just in the generally, oh, just in general, yeah, yeah. the highs, um, mm-hmm. the highs for me as I've said, is just being able to actually make an impact mm. in change mm-hmm. because there's so much that needs change and like so much mm. and just being able to put my work in order to, you know, contribute to change, mm. however long term, however small the change, because again, with science, you focus on such a small, you know, problem. Mm. Uh, but however small the change, however slow the change, you know, you're able to really effect change. Mm. And that's, I think for me, that's my biggest high. Another high, I think, is just the look that people give you when you tell them that you're a scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you <laughs> and you tell them, like, in a very complicated way what you do. And they're like, wow. And then they... they and then they read your publications and they can't understand a single word in the abstract. So that's definitely a high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a high? Because <laughs> you get to seem really smart. I've never heard anyone say this. And that's so real, man. I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. It, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> like if you say you're the a scientist. The reason I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, so where that came from for me was, um, <laughs> so I remember my last publication. Mm. So I had my paper published. And I remember at the time when, when I got the email mm. that it was going to be in the whatever issue, you know how mm. they send you that, yeah. that email. Mm. And then I remember showing, I was with my family and I remember showing them and they were like, Wow, what is the, what is this? Um, what? what? <laughs> you know, just the shock and confusion about something that you know so much about. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I find it frustrating. When really? I yeah, I find it frustrating when someone's I don't know perceives me in a certain way. I don't know. Maybe I am disconnected. I don't know. 
<laughs> like I, I feel very uncomfortable when someone I actually had a podcast recording with one of the stand-up comedians here in Kenya called um mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. Just mm-hmm. is it yesterday, yeah. We actually had that conversation yesterday. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know, when he was talking to me, I felt like he was talking to me like a like to a scientist, not to a normal human. Mm. Like mm-hmm. there's certain small references he would make, and I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. I f- I feel like yes, I'm proud to be a scientist, but sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like it it creates this bridge. When I mention, yeah. and actually that has made me think about renaming this podcast to some extent because. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it sounds scary when there's a scientist at the end. <laughs> and yeah. then, But um, it's so funny that you're saying the opposite. Like, it makes you feel good that, you know, people look at yeah. you and, you know, and be like, wow, you're a scientist. Oh, that's <laughs> you know so that. cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you used to watch um, The Big Bang Theory? Because no. for me, I think, so it's this series about, like, physicists. So mm. they do, like, astrophysics you know Mm. just really complicated stuff and for Mm. me i really used to just admire how they can have conversations about such abstract ideas Mm. (laughs) so for me to now be able to have those conversations about abstract ideas Mm. (laughs) yeah you feel good about it i I feel proud wow Mm. i love that i I never thought about it like that Uh Mm uh-huh another high Mm, let me think I don't know. Um, another high would probably be. Hey, are you still there? Do you want to drink water? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no. you're struggling. And um, with my to clear my throat. Mm. <clears> throat> Excuse <Ooh>. me. <laughs> okay, I think it's better now. Mm-hmm. So another high would probably be that I get to do something that i really enjoy Mm. yeah because yeah i really enjoy just research and science and all that so that's a high for me because i have also recognized that a lot of people are not doing the things that they want to do they're Mm. just pushed to do things because that's where they ended up yeah yeah and then they end up like later on trying to figure out what's your passion and everything Mm. and there's just you really can never do anything at a hundred percent, if you're not passionate about I it, feel like yeah, mm. yeah. And people say that pe- people who end up in science, who end up to pursue a science degree up to the end, are people, people are actually really passionate about it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, without passion, you can't really push through. You really cannot. Yeah. It's difficult. I mean, I'm f- I'm finding it difficult. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, me and Brian were saying now on that episode that mm. it's difficult. And there, there's no two ways about it. It's really difficult. So mm. <laughs> if you're not passionate about it, then I don't know. You can't do it, really. Mm. Imagine. True. You know, before, I think I've even said this thing before in this podcast. Um mm-hmm. When, when when I wanted to do a master's, when I wanted to pursue a master's, I was doing a survey online on the LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I was using LinkedIn. I was trying to see, okay, um, 
the people who are now scientists or who are in the nearly the top of their careers in science how long did it mm-hmm. take for them to you know to get there where they are right now and i was looking yes. at uh, you know you know it, it, like this guy started university when i was studying my nursery school mm-hmm. and they are doing now their postdoc and mm-hmm. it's not like they had a gap No, they didn't have a gap. They've been continuous. Yeah. They've been yeah, they've been in school continuously until now and they're still trying to, you know, establish their careers in science. Man. Mm. I was like, yeah. will you take for me? Yeah, like it's like will I will I do this? Is it is this for me? <laughs> and you know, that was I don't know in 2019, three years ago, and I'm still doing my mm-hmm. masters still doing my masters. And like, <laughs> I'm in that space where I'm like should I stop doing this thing and you know pursue something else like you know mm-hmm. for example communication and you know because you know that's still being a scientist you know you get to learn the different things that people are doing and communicating that or helping them communicate that and that's contributing true. yeah contributing to science um mm. but i feel uh, there's a part of me that still wants to do the research it's the curiosity <laughs> yes Mm. But if you see how long it takes it kind of discourages you. Yeah, but um so for me the way I like look at it is mm. it's not a it's not a destination thing. Oh, it's know, the process. It's the process. Mm. You're still doing science, you yes. know? Yeah. You still uh, you're still a, a scientist. scientist. You're still doing science. It's like let's say let's take a career like law for example. Mm. Even when you start, when you're practicing, let's say you start practicing, mm. you're still a lawyer, but mm. you're not at the highest rank of being a lawyer. So yeah. as the more you practice, the, the more you become a better lawyer, mm. you know? So it's the same with science. And I think that's, that's, that's for me, that's how I like to look at it. Because if then I tell myself that, you know what, I will become a real scientist the day I become a professor. I'll be in my 70s or... <laughs> 50s and the whole time you've been a scientist you're yeah you're already a scientist you're already yeah. a real scientist you're you're still growing through the ranks yes. it's like any other career yeah it's like if you're a surgeon oh, you love. start I yeah what you just said that's i don't know that feels good yeah you're saying something to do with you know it's a process the you know getting to being a scientist it's a process and appreciating yeah. i think every single step and saying i'm still doing science not waiting yeah, it's for a that process, like every other career yeah yeah I, i love that you said that i've always mm-hmm. complained about that i've always complained about how long it takes for me to actually be a scientist you're already a scientist yeah you're already yeah <laughs> or have a have a you know a good pay i think because ah, oh, definitely the good pay thing is a problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with you there. Because <laughs> yeah, you know finally when no. you it feels like that's when you're starting your career actually. When, when you you're getting the pay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I find that even the people that get good money mm. it's not usually as a result of research or anything. It's the things that they do on the side. Yeah. Like you your consultant or that comes with the, being a scientist now. Like mm, a full on, yeah, 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 yeah. And for us, we are already working on like this podcast. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, 
actually is good and mm. today's a good day okay <laughs> um is there any, any any other high no i think i've said all my highs okay yeah let's go to the hobbies hobbies wow um what do i say as my hobby um i'm i'm very much a an introvert so i enjoy like indoor activities <laughs> uh-huh. so um if it's just sitting at home watching a movie or reading a book uh. listening to music all my all my hobbies are like very things that i do by myself but i also enjoy hanging out with my friends uh-huh. that's fun and my family and yeah i think those are my hobbies so you don't do any out, outdoorsy activity not really um i do i enjoy like gymming and working out mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say that that's a hobby to be honest i mostly just do it because it's good for my health so you I don't do enjoy, enjoy it, it. Okay. i enjoy it <laughs> but it's also mostly because it's good for my health <laughs> yeah yeah okay I enjoy what? how challenging it is like mm. and being able to see like the gradual change you know mm. like you can see oh i couldn't be able to lift this oh my god i can there's a lot of noise coming from your end oh okay you're moving yeah and it, i was putting my earphones properly oh is oh. there still noise no no is it better now yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. You, okay you're saying that you're you're about the why you're doing the gymming oh yeah i enjoy that you can be able to see like change you know mm. you can see that this time i wasn't able to run for 30 minutes but now mm. i can mm. like just the gradual growth i enjoy that mm. okay so yeah. that's kind of a hobby kind of yeah i think so <laughs> are, are there any hobbies that you're thinking of pursuing doing uh maybe something like artistic mm. like maybe painting i would like to do something like that mm. yeah if i could take a if i could take like a painting or art class i would <laughs> mm, okay yeah is there anything that you would like to talk about that i need to ask mm, not really mm. Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything. It's been it's been such a nice conversation, honestly. <laughs> Where can people find you? Um, With so the podcast maybe. Yeah, so you can find my podcast on all podcast platforms at Apple Podcast, um Spotify, Anchor, what's that on Google Podcast, just basically all podcast platforms you can find my podcast the and name. farm to table podcast ke mm-hmm. yeah and you can follow my socials the podcast socials that's um on twitter farm to table podcast mm-hmm. and on instagram farm to table podcast what's the handle for twitter farm to table podcast it's 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 16 characters it it, it fit there yeah i think so cuz i Today I searched for the podcast and I was able to find it. So I think yeah, let me see. Sorry. Let me search. 
Okay, that's a long name for it to be accepted as a username. You mean like at? Yeah. Okay, it's at farm to table. Oh yeah, farm to table eleven. But I feel like if you search just the without the at, you'll oh, find it. Oh, you'll still find yeah. it. Farm yeah. to table. Podcast, Podcast. ke. I'm very extra. <laughs> I can't see. You'll it. definitely find it. Farm to table podcast KE. Yeah, farm to table podcast KE. No results. Really? I've just searched it right now I on see. Twitter. Um, uh, tell me the handle. The handle is at farm to table 11. Farm to table. Yeah, now I've found it. You know, it's easier for you to take... Oh, oh, you've put Nini, the underscores. That's why I wasn't oh, getting it. it's because of the underscores. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's actually even mystic of the underscores, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the real It's easier for you is... to get it because you, you've searched for it before. But before, yeah. Name, yeah. The real name? The real name then should be at... No, without the art is farm underscore two underscore table underscore podcast, podcast ke. ke yeah you did you didn't find farm to table ke as a uh-uh. as i think a, it had already been at, taken uh, yeah okay and also on instagram on instagram is farm to table podcast ke farm to table podcast ke I hope as we're doing this, someone else is also doing that to find you there. <laughs> I hope so. So you live stream your episode then? No. Why? Oh, okay. I was Why? just wondering. Because <laughs> I thought you, you live stream it so people are listening as we No, go. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't. Okay. Uh, but I don't really edit much. Mm. Yeah, I don't edit out things much. I like ah, okay. the way to, it was. All right, mm -hmm. so uh, thanks for coming into this po podcast. Maybe the last question is, what do you mm -hmm. feel? How do you feel after having this conversation? Wow, so much better. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's been so nice speaking to someone who, you know, understands. As a scientist, I don't know. I feel like there are challenges that only scientists can speak to other scientists about, mm. and mm. they understand. So, it's it's so nice to speak to someone who is like a kindred spirit and understands that kindred to be in the spirits. same career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone who is in the same career. I mm. feel like sometimes you can speak to people in different careers, but they really don't get mm. the challenges, mm. especially. Yeah, so I feel really good and I'm happy. I'm happy that you invited me and thank you for finding me a worthy guest to speak to.